Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to your fifth episode of the Kratom Guy Show. I'm your host, Mike Overstreet, the Boston Kratom Guy. Welcome to my show. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me talk about Kratom. Uh, On the show this week, I have very special guests. Super excited to have Brian Gallagher from Kratom Science, kratomscience.com. Uh, Brian Gallagher is a writer for Kratom Science. Um, he keeps up with uh, Kratom Current Events, also does their social media, as well as he was behind um, a segment that's still ongoing, uh, Kratom Stories on Kratom Science. Um, lots of great information on there. So he is coming on to do a very special guest spot uh, to discuss Kratom Current Events with me. So I'm really excited to have him coming on. Uh, we're going to talk about the Ohio ban um, that's pending, the, pen, the pending uh, Pennsylvania legislation, uh, some good news coming out of Utah, Georgia, Arizona, uh, as well as Oregon, and we'll get into the big news with uh, CDC and their uh, report and how mainstream media ran with that, uh, falsely claiming Kratom response is responsible for, for deaths. <clears throat> And uh, as well as we will get into the response from the AKA and their, um, their scientists and doctors. Um, so that is Kratom Current Events. We'll also be talking about, I was interviewed by WBZ. So uh, yeah, the local Boston uh, CBS affiliate contacted me and uh, they did an interview. So I'll talk about that and uh, any other business development. So, um, thank you so much for stopping by. Big special uh, shout out and thank you to all of my local clients and everyone on my text list. Uh, You guys are awesome and none of this would be uh, happening if it wasn't for you guys. So, I love you guys and let's get right into it. So, first, my big news is the WBZ interview. I will uh, try to quickly talk about that, um, which was uh, pretty amazing. Um, that is supposed to air May 3rd, so I'll post the link on my Twitter uh, when it's up and probably take some sound bites from that if I can on my next show. I do want to start trying to make these shows uh, weekly, so hopefully have a lot more guests, a lot more content. I wasn't sure if I was going to stay up with uh, Boston Kratom Guy because I'm working on launching the website, Mass Herbal, uh, massherbalmarket.com, to start selling Kratom. And if I was really just going to be devoting all my time to that. But uh, with the overwhelming positive feedback uh, about the the podcast, um, I'm going to keep making it. So uh, I can use that to drive traffic to, uh, to the website. But uh, I think it's really important that uh, I play my part and start uh, talking about uh, Kratom and how, how much it, it helps. So I was contacted uh, a couple weeks ago by one of the producers, an investigative journalist producer over at WBZ by, by the name of Elsie Nolan. And she contacted me on my uh, Boston Kratom Guy Facebook 
and I really haven't done anything with it, so it's kind of crazy that you contact me on that. Everything is on my Twitter, so if you feel like going to give me a like on Facebook, it'd be greatly appreciated, or follow me on Twitter. Uh, and she said, hey, I uh, was talking to a doctor about Kratom, and he has some concerns, and uh, I'd like to know if uh, you want to be interviewed. So I wrote her back, and I was like, I'd be happy to hear about the story um, and possibly doing an interview. <clears throat> so uh, she wrote me back, and said that she really wanted to speak to she's like this doctor had concerns but she knew that people found it beneficial so she really wanted to speak to somebody that was benefiting from kratom local in the area so i said i was happy to to do the interview um and i do have that fact sheet i, I printed up like three separate sheets brought it with me i, I reviewed all the science uh, the night before and I was super nervous going in there. I kind of felt like the Kratom Rain Man with all my facts. Um, so, yeah, I went in there. And we're talking about Kratom. Um, and I'm talking about the AKA and uh, all the science on it. And the bogus deaths that the FDA claimed. Those 44 deaths. Um, uh, import alert 5414. That classifies Kratom as unapproved food or drug. Uh, therefore, not only way to legally sell it now is uh, they're not for human consumption, which doesn't give the consumers much protection. Um, so then we were pretty much done, and we went to go move over to the side uh, to get some shots of Kratom. I just brought some sample bags. Um, so <clears throat> when, we, when we move over to the side, she was like, hey, do you know anyone who's used this to get off of opiates? And I, I let her know that. I was like, I, I use it to get off of buprenorphine. And she was like, oh, you didn't say that. You know, you, you, sh you should have said that. You know, that, that, that That's important. And I let her know that, you know, I don't really talk about it too much. Um, and I really wanted the focus to be on the, the science and the safety profile of Kratom and how many people are benefiting from it and the big harm that would be done from banning it. Um, that people say they'd go back to harmful drugs uh, that are proven deadly. Um, so we're like, we're, we're taking the shots, and um, she's talking to me a little bit more, and I'm showing her the, the kratom, and then like the, the different spectrum that the different strains are on, like white is on the upper spectrum, green middle to upper, and red to the lower. Um, and she's like, you want to talk about getting off of buprenorphine at all? And I was like, no, not really, but I will. Um, so I ended up talking to her a little bit about that. And uh, her questions, like, they just hit me. It's super powerful. And, you know, I hope on in the interview I don't come off as too emotional. But uh, when, when she started asking me about, like, what Kratom meant to me and... Um, <clears throat> You know, has it changed my life and all, all these questions and you know they uh and what would create what would your life be like without it and i was just like just thinking about how i'd be still stuck on that medication that was making me so numb uh, that i didn't even realize was hurting me as much as it did when i was on it so we wrap up the interview and we go outside to take some b-roll of me walking down the sidewalk and uh, she's like, yeah, I think I'll, I'll need a few more pictures. Um, 
So I'll let you know. <clears throat> so I'm like, all right, I'll be around. So we actually end up scheduling a follow-up uh, interview. And uh, I do talk about how I use Kratom to help, and uh, well, Kratom and medical cannabis to help get off of uh, buprenorphine. So um, I guess thank you to Elsie for making me talk about it. And uh, she asked me if I knew other people, and I was like, I can find people online, but I, the local people I deal with, you know, they're, I don't know anyone who's going to want to talk because of the stigma behind it. Um, but I've come to such a point where, you know, in my life that I feel like that I could help more people, uh, for talking about Kratom and how much it's helped me versus, um, it possibly hurting my reputation that I was, uh, on this medication to help me get off of opiates. So, um, I'm just in such a great place in my life that I, I feel like it would do more help than, than harm. Um. So they actually came out, uh, her and Tom, the, the camera guy, um, came out and uh, got me at the at the park playing with my dog. Um, she said that, she was like, you know, can you think of a hobby or something that you do? And she said she really wanted to show people benefiting from Kratom. And um, that life is better with Kratom. So I thought that was great. And I really hope that the story comes out well. Uh, we talked a little bit about the end, about like the side effects of the buprenorphine when I was on that. Um, you know, um, which, if you're not familiar with that, coming off of buprenorphine, the withdrawals are just terrible, and uh, kratom really helped me. Um, but <clears throat> as much as buprenorphine helped me at first too, it just uh, it went. I uh, I just wanted to get out of it and get out of that system, um, and I just feel so much better now. Um, I didn't realize how much blocking those receptors, how harmful that is, and how much it affected me. I, I'm finding all different types of stuff that I previously enjoyed, like uh, music and cooking. Um, and they, they came and videotaped me playing with the dog. I'll take the dog for more walks. I'm working out again. Um, my, my teeth are a lot better. I haven't had any teeth issues since being off of Suboxone. So I'm just feeling a lot better. And, uh, yeah, thanks again to Elsie for uh, <laughs> making me talk about it. So I, I really hope the news piece comes off well. And she even told me at the uh, at the park that um, <clears throat> originally the piece was going to be more of, a, more of a beware type deal. That she said that, uh, you know, that the, the, the doctor and his concerns still, still will be in the piece, but I'll be getting first and last word. So I think that's really great, and I hope that it comes out well. May 3rd, so I will post the link as soon as it's up, but uh, May 3rd is when it is uh, time. Okay, so next up is the interview with Brian. I just got done doing the interview. Awesome interview. We, we ended up talking for a while. Uh, we both kind of got little carried away maybe maybe him a little bit more than me um but he's a passionate guy really likes to talk about uh kratom knows his stuff uh the only thing i can say though is that the anchor app was failing us it would record for like seven minutes and cut out so the second half of the interview is just recorded from my phone you may have to turn it up i hope it comes out well um, I am working on how to record so we can just both record off of a computer mic and be able to get both the sound really well.
I also want to make this quick disclaimer to say neither myself nor Brian are medical professionals and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice and you should always seek the advice of a medical professional before taking anything. So uh, yeah, without further ado, current events, special guest, Brian Gallagher from Kratom Science. This week on the show, have very special guest, Brian Gallagher. He is one of the writers from kratomscience.com, and um, he writes for Kratom Current, current Events and uh, researches Kratom for a living, and he has agreed to come on this week to talk Kratom Current Events with me. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mike. Glad to be here. You are, you've been with them since uh, September 2018, writing on their blog and uh, doing social media, which, by the way, their site is Kratom Science is getting uh, over 1,100 unique hits a day. And <clears throat> I was really uh, happy to see that you were uh, the one that started uh, the interview segment Kratom Stories on there. Yeah, I like, uh, yeah, I, I saw that there was a need for people to tell the stories. And um, we get so many comments about how Kratom has uh, had a positive impact on people's lives. And uh, you see all the negative in the mainstream media. So I thought, I mean, it's important for these people to tell these stories. And I'm scrolling through this now. And I'm looking at Joe Turner, who testified in Georgia, where Kratom just became regulated. Um, the first guy we had was uh, another, Andrew Turner, who was in the documentary Leaf of Faith, who we interviewed, who he's a guy that I go to for wisdom on this thing, on uh, this issue of Kratom. And um, Gabrielle Callia, she's another great person on Twitter to go to if you want to learn about Kratom and you know, she's like really articulate on that. And um, we've had other, we've had a um, lady from Utah which is, and her, her name is Chase Ashley. And she was another activist in helping Kratom be regulated in Utah as well. So it's like, it's a privilege to be able to interview these people and put them on our blog. Um, and they're all, and you know, a lot of them, you know, they're not just people who take Kratom. A lot of them are activists as well. So it's a privilege to give those people a voice because I mean, in media, they don't always get a voice. It's always, Oh, this is a street drug that people are using when it's not like that at all. It's a plant that we should utilize that has really good healing potential. And we, we should also be careful with as well. And, and, and I give everybody the, I give everybody the opportunity to have their honest, you know, you know, do you have any side effects? I always ask them that. And they, you know, share their honest experience with with uh, Kratom. Yeah, it's it's great. You guys are doing some really great work over there. And um, yeah, again, we'll we'll leave all of the uh, website links in the show notes. Yeah, I came across kratomscience.com uh, a lot when I was researching for the WBZ interview. Just a such a great resource. Um, so you guys are doing some really great work there. And um, so the main things that why why we got in touch and, and um, how it got you to come on the show was because you guys, uh, creativescience.com, as well as yourself, 
is located in Pennsylvania. Yep, or in Pittsburgh, PA. Um, and right now, I I know that there is some form of legislation that's, that's happening in Pennsylvania. Um, so, and then as well as something happening in Ohio. So, if you wanted to talk about both of those, kind of fill people in about what's happening and what they could do as a as like a call to action. Well, Ohio right now is the more urgent state, and, and they have a comment period. Um, uh, the Ohio Board of Pharmacy voted to schedule one kratom, which means ten on kratom, and um, they have a comment period right now. And residents of Ohio, especially, but who cares? Everybody should email them. I don't know if that's the rules, but especially residents. But uh, you should email the address rule comments at pharmacy gov, and it says copy your comments to CSI Public Comments at governor.ohio.gov. We have a blog post about it, but um, they have a comment period right now until April 30th. So, I mean, from the day of this recording, it's about five days from now. So people have to hurry and uh, uh, comment in that comment period and say, you want Kratom legal in Ohio. It's going through the Common Sense Initiative, which Ohio has a process, and we illustrated on our blog uh, a couple months ago, but it, first, the Ohio Board of Pharmacy recommended Kratom be legal. They delayed that recommendation for a couple months. The American Kratom Association was able to get them to delay a couple months, and they testified and they met with them. So in the next phase, we're in the next phase now. They have a common sense initiative, which they're taking comments on right now. So if, especially if you're a resident of Ohio, you should email um, the governor and You'll put the links I know in your pocket in the description. But if it gets past this common sense initiative, it'll be sent to the Joint Committee on Agency Rule Review, and then it'll have a hearing. And the hearing will be residents of Ohio can comment then, and um, and it'll be you know a couple months. So if you're in Ohio, you'll still be able to buy kratom for at least two months, but you should fight for the right to buy it forever because they are looking to ban it there and they the powers of being ohio want to ban kratom as far as uh ohio um i'm not sure if if that's all the fda or if that's um something that's similar to pennsylvania where a court case kind of sparked this all um, but if you want to talk about what's happening in Pennsylvania with the pending legislation and, uh, yeah, what people can do in, in Pennsylvania as well. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about Ohio, and I'm not sure when this is going to come out, but that we are in a comment period in Ohio where Ohio residents should comment to, we will post links, uh, Ohio Board of Pharmacy, to help keep Kratom legal in Ohio. Um Here's what happened in Pennsylvania. There's a lawsuit going on, and uh, one of our, one of the first, one of the recent posts that I went, uh, posted that went viral was, it's titled, Parent Sue Kratom Company After Son Dies in Car Accident, Coroner Fought to Keep Autopsy Secret. And it's based on this lawsuit from Chester County, Ohio, which is uh, near Philadelphia, outside of Philly, where I mean, a, Chester County, young man, a, a young man died in a car accident 
and he had Kratom in his system, and the coroner ruled the death Kratom uh, overdose or something like that. Um, the man died in a car accident. Like people die of drunk driving, and their their deaths aren't ruled alcohol overdose. But anyway, I read this whole, I read this article about it, and um, Nick Wing, who was a journalist for uh, the Huffington Post tried to get the autopsy reports from the coroners back in October of 2018 when this whole thing tragedy happened and uh, the and the coroner would not give him the autopsy reports so he went to the Pennsylvania Office of Open Records and the Office of Open Records ordered the Chester, the, uh, Chester County coroner to release the reports well the Chester County Coroner tried to appeal that, forcing the Huffington Post, which Nick Wing worked for at the time, unfortunately he doesn't still work there, but uh, he worked there at the time, and they, the Huffington Post had to sue this coroner to release the reports. They dropped the lawsuit because Nick Wing, who's the journalist that was the driving force of this story, which He's a real journalist. This is what journalists do. They're very rare these days, and they actually do their job. But that's a whole other can of worms. But, yeah, that's true. But uh, he got laid off from uh, Huffington Post because Verizon bought it. And I have tons of stuff to say about the media. Related to Kratom, actually, too. But, uh, so, but this with this family suing this uh, Kratom company distributor, um, for their son's death, uh, that autopsy report should come out in a lawsuit unless they settle or something like that. The whole relation to Pennsylvania, that happened in Pennsylvania. So in Center County, this guy in Center County, the district attorney, uh, supposedly some woman in Penn State died of a Kratom overdose. I highly doubt that Kratom played the the um, prominent partner death. It was probably alcohol. I went to IUP. I'm from Pennsylvania. <laughs> and Penn State was always a party college, and it was probably had something to do with alcohol. However, no disrespect, I don't know what happened in that case. But it's like, you know, it's like it's if they're blaming Crane on it because they, they're desperate to draw a foregone conclusion excuse me, conclusion that this stuff is bad stuff. And, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen in Pennsylvania. We are working on a recreational marijuana legalization. Our lieutenant governor is working on that in the state, and he will be a good ally for Kratom. Our lieutenant governor is, uh, he's a good guy. And um, I already contacted him about being an ally for uh, the Kratom community. Nice. Um, I've already been long-winded. I'm very passionate about this Pennsylvania thing, so I've already been a little long-winded on it. Yeah, no, it, it's it's all good. It's uh, you know, I find it very interesting, and anyone who's tuning in is going to be tuning in for Kratom. Um, so yeah, and that's really like the main reason why I originally asked you on was because you're in Pennsylvania, and um, yeah, you are passionate and have a better insight uh, than than I would because I'm not from there. So it seems like Pennsylvania, uh, if you're in Pennsylvania, you should be writing in to what you, your local representative 
Um, and then Ohio, they have very specific. Um, Definitely, I, I wrote my representative in Pennsylvania. In Ohio, it's 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 really critical that you write your representative right now because it's about your Ohio. It's about the van kratom, and and so if you're listening to this, I don't know when you're going to get this up, but it's April thirtieth that it's the deadline. So if you're in Ohio, please uh, write your representative to prevent kratom from being banned in Ohio. And I'm, I'm looking at my friend Joe Turner, who I interviewed. He was one of the activists in, activists in Georgia who testified for the Georgia uh, legislature and the state house. There was a bunch of Kratom activists that testified in Georgia. And it, it, it was a video. I think we posted it on our blog. But he helped regulate Kratom in Georgia. And, and that's just such a great thing that these... these uh, we, we have such a great activist community that that goes before Congress and just in a polite way. We're not like, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, hello, this helped me. You know, we don't have to be uh, radical or crazy. We just have to go in front of our legislator and say, you know, this helped me. Please keep it legal. Please don't make me a criminal for using uh, this powder that's really the coffee plant for helping my life you know so yeah yeah. um yeah it's yeah it's it's unreal to me how they can how they can ban it uh in states but that is some of the good news like you mentioned uh georgia and then i just saw recently arizona uh house passed the kratom consumer protection act yeah that just came out today that's awesome they have a they have a regulation law there so hell yeah that's great yeah, so Utah, uh, Georgia, just passed in Arizona, and then I saw as well the Oregon uh, passed their state senate judiciary committee. Um, so these are and the really, that's yeah. good. I didn't even see the thing about Oregon. That's awesome. Yeah, that just recently happened. Um, so it seems like Arizona's in like the last pro. Oh, they are in the last process. The governor just has to sign it, but. Uh, I don't know how many steps is involved in, in Oregon, um, but looks like there's, uh, that was a little while ago. I was going to say call to action in Florida as well. Uh, I'm on the AKA Twitter page right now. Uh, but yeah, all, all these are passing unanimously, which which is really interesting that as soon as the, the AKA scientists can get in front of these legislators, um, that it's seems like they're seeing that the science... And the AKA is doing a great job. Mac Haddow and um, what's his name? Dave Herman. Yeah. And those guys are doing a great job. They are are getting the job done. It's 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 great. I, I like them. I encourage everybody to donate 10 or $20 to the AKA. I'm not with them. I don't even think they like us, really. <laughs> they uh, contact... They, they never contact us, but I don't know. I've only joined uh, Kratom Science since uh, September 2018. So, but I don't even, I don't know, whatever. They're, they're doing great work. I, we support them. Kratom Science supports the American Kratom Association. Definitely, 100%. Yeah, they are. 100%. Yeah, I mean, you guys are both doing doing uh, really great work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that was some, some good news. These, these states passing the Kratom Consumer Protection Act. Uh, the big news in all the mainstream media this past week or so has been the the new CDC report. Uh, 
Uh, now, you, yeah. you guys did an article about that, and uh, American Kratom, yeah. Kratom Association, uh, their scientists and doctors wrote a reply, which was had some pretty stark words for the FDA. Um, if you want to get into, you know, what was in that CDC report, and uh, maybe a little bit what was in in the reply. Yeah, definitely. Like we were in, I wrote an article called "CDC Blames Even More Multiple Drug Abuser Deaths on Kratom Than They Did Before." <laughs> so it was kind of a play on the mainstream media. I mean, if you get Google alerts on Kratom uh, for mainstream media. You've seen this uh, CDC thing, and so CDC, uh, you know, Kratom has involved in 91 deaths, 100 deaths, 91, 100, over 100, under 100, and mine, our article is the CDC blames even more multiple drug abuser deaths on Kratom than they did before. This uh, report, I mean, the um, AKA put out there, um, Response, which was great, but when you look at it, it's they say okay. There's 91 deaths that actually were kratom related out of 152, which were not okay. 91, and it said all but seven in the report in the CDC report says all but seven they that were blamed on kratom alone. Okay, but. A lot, of, a lot of them were fentanyl, but the seven deaths. When you look closer, and uh, Nick Wing, who was who the journalist I mentioned before, said that when you look at these kratom alone deaths, then you get like, I mean, and when you look further into it, uh, what was it? New New England Journal of Medicine yeah. did a study where there was four deaths in Colorado, the one death they couldn't get information for, but the four deaths they could get blood information for, and they blamed it on Kratom alone, but they found that there were multiple substances in all these deaths. The whole thing is, these medical examiners are not necessarily, um, you know, experts on this stuff, because there's no LD50 for Kratom. There's no fatal death, you know, limit for Kratom. You go in and and they do the best they can, and they have to produce a result. They have to give a result to the media. They have to give a result on their report. But they're not always experts on what causes death, and they don't have the funding to research into the blood samples and everything what causes death. See, I don't want to blame these medical examiners and these coroners. They're doing, they they have a tough job. They have low funding, and they and they can't like you know have a comprehensive research study on these deaths. And they're starting to blame us on Kratom because they're relying on with the response of the CDC report said they're relying on you know these proclamations from the FDA who are hell bent obviously on banning Kratom that says Kratom is a deadly opioid. So they find Kratom in their system they say, oh, it was caused by my tragedy or whatever, overdose. So, you know, it's it's just a, it's just a flaw in the system. And there needs to be more research in the Kratom to 
So this won't happen. It's it's almost like I don't blame the individual coroners and the medical examiners. They are just going by what they know. These proclamations are handed down from the FDA. Yeah, and then this uh, this this term kratom related um, is is being yes. is being thrown around, and uh, yeah, I actually have that. <clears throat> um, I have that uh, the was it New England Journal of Medicine uh, article in front of me, and I'll just read from that uh, real quick because that goes into uh, what was in the reply about further uh, post mortem testing. So. Uh, what the article says is, we reviewed Colorado death certificates for any mention of Kratom or Mitragyne from 1999 through 2017 and identified 15 Kratom-related deaths, Kratom deaths, available with the full text of this letter at New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, autopsy reports were reviewed for all 15 deaths, which included 13 men, 2 women, uh, median age 28, uh, on the basis of toxicology testing. 11 cases involved in, involved multi-drug ingestion. Uh, eight persons had positive test results from other opioids. Four deaths are reported to involve mitragyne only, and the coroners attributed each to mitragyne te- toxicity, which, like you were saying, that there's no actual uh, level about you know ha- that has been determined that will actually kill you. Um, so we we further investigated the the deaths that appeared to be due to mitragyne only reviewing police investigation records for all four and performing comprehensive toxicology screening with high-performance liquid uh, chromatography with tandem mass spectrometry for the three cases for which residual blood was available. In our investigation of all 15 kratom-related deaths, we determined that 14 deaths clearly involved multiple drugs. Uh, Mitragyne levels varied from 16 to 4,800 nanograms per milliliter. Uh, residual blood was not available for the last uh, um, last testing uh, to re- remaining kratom-related death. Um, yeah. So it's it's really interesting that right on like yeah. This uh this the CDC report uh, I actually went in and I I opened up all their their references their sources and it's it's really interesting what their sources say because one of them that they use is that New England Journal of Medicine that says all the deaths that they thought were kratom related are not it needs to be studied more like it's not I, I don't think it it might have contributed some of those deaths like uh, a person an old man with a heart condition shouldn't drink too much coffee you know yeah, yeah. That, definitely. It's, but uh, it, but it, it should be researched. Like, there's such a rush to like have a fear-based campaign about it, a reefer madness-style stupid campaign about it to ban it. Like, it's such a dumb way to uh, treat drugs and drug abusers. We were talking about uh, Portugal before. In Portugal, they had like a heroin. Uh, epidemic in 2000 and then they in 2000 they decided to criminalize all drugs including heroin and they send out they don't send out cops to arrest junkies they send out nurses to give them clean needles and talk to them and say would you like to have uh, you know 
rehabilitation services. Would you like to come in and get off drugs? Do you want to get off drugs? Would you like to come in? It's free, you know. So in this country, we say, oh, these people are evil. Let's throw them in cages. So I hate that. I just hate the whole, like, I mean, I know a lot of it, but the thing that, that pisses me off so much is throwing drug user or drug or anybody who takes certain substances and banning substances and throwing them throwing them in cages is a, such a bullshit stupid policy I mean we should treat people who are addicts some people can get addicted to creative I'm not saying they can't but most people can't most people use it as coffee some people can get addicted to alcohol but most people go out and have a couple beers you know so we should treat addiction as a mental health issue and and it, it just makes me angry that there's such a push by the FDA to ban this stuff and throw these people in jail and whatever and, and we're talking about and I like uh, the path to legalization I think will be to, to uh, regulate Kratom and like the AKA is talking about to regulate Kratom even though there are some companies that you know, can source their kratom and you know get good stuff without regulation, whatever. But it, I think that's the uh, path of legalization is to regulate it. Yeah, it seems like the uh, common sense uh, regulation that's been happening yeah. in, in these states is is the way to go. Um, I absolutely agree that the drug war has been an utter failure. Drug- it, it makes me angry. It's, it always has made me angry. We're starting to see a reduction by uh, at least 25% in overdose, uh, opioid overdose rates as well as prescription in, in those states that legalize uh, medical marijuana. Um, so- really? That's great. That's great. Yeah, it's up to. I didn't uh, know. I didn't know that fact. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a study done. Uh, I think last year. Uh, really interesting. And uh, that is great. That is great. Uh, and it, it makes so much sense. Yeah, it really does. People, more and more people, going uh, away from drugs that have been proven deadly to uh, safer alternatives like kratom and uh, cannabis. Yeah, um, definitely. So. Let me see if I can find anything else that we didn't cover that's in the uh, the, the reply. I would give my mom Kratom. That's, that's, she's like 70. She has trouble getting up nonsense. Yeah. I would give her Kratom. When you get into the extracts, you got to be careful. You might, you might, it might be out of form, you know, because I love them extracts. They, they are good. <laughs> but I only do Kratom like, uh, you know, a couple times a month or something if I'm really tired and I have to get to work. Whatever. <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing too. I drink coffee every day too, you know. And that's what I was just going to compare it to is is that of uh, coffee that there's there's uh, there's no debate that coffee is addicting. Uh, it it but it's yeah. it's something that's addicting that doesn't cross that yeah. cross that threshold of abuse. I know, and they're using that argument that it's addicting for for a reason to ban it. And, Banning things is not going to help. It's there's going to be an underground market. Scott Gottlieb comes out with the comes out with this. We should ban kratom. And this guy, this guy in Pennsylvania, I don't even know his name. I don't even want to say his name. But the guy that introduced the it's not even a bill yet, Pennsylvania. But this guy that introduced this thing, 
again, I don't want to promote him. So I'm glad I don't remember his name. But I'm like, like, get a little after yourself. I don't, I don't want to use foul language on your podcast. But I'm just like, no, no. It's, it's like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be a street drug. Freedom <laughs> mm-hmm. is like a aspirin or something. It's, it's like. It's such a mild thing. Uh, it's, it's much, yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, much more compared to. I get rowdy. I'm sorry. It, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, it's much more comparable to uh, to a tea. The majority of the people that comment on creativescience.com are not that kind of people. They're old people, or they are people who have fibromyalgia. Is is one of the main. Um, ailments that it treats that I hear from all the time on Cranium Sides. There are people who suffer from chronic pain, and they are especially, as it is being in Southeast Asia, my man Joe Turner, it is it is physical labor. Um, you drink that before you go into physical labor. I wish I did physical labor for years and years, and I wish I would have had Cranium tea in the morning instead of coffee. It would have made my day so much better. Yeah. And that's all it is. That's all it is. It's just like coffee. Yeah, it just makes me mad that, that there is a thing to... We have to fight against banning it. It makes me so angry. Yeah. I hate it. I, I hate it. I get, I get, uh, I get worried and that... Thanks for, thanks for letting me be on your podcast to shout about it. <laughs> No, it's it's all good. It's all good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're passionate. I'm glad, I'm glad you're passionate about it. But the uh, yeah, I, I get worried. Right, right on. We are. I get I get worried about how many states end up banning it, and if they get a foothold. Um, well, that's that's why we have to raise our voice. Anything else in this uh, this reply before we before we sign off? Uh, so we talked about. That New England Journal of Medicine, the uh, the, the the further need for uh, postmortem toxicology. You mentioned that the majority of, the, of these cases, the CDC mentioned they had uh, fentanyl in their system, which was followed by yeah. <clears throat> followed by uh, heroin, benzos, uh, prescription opioids, and cocaine. Oh, okay. So they they talk about something very very important about how it it doesn't how it's completely different than a uh, standard opioid. How it, it's a uh, it's a partial agonist. Uh, There's no respiratory depression. Yep. Right. Yeah. As, as far yeah. as far as I know, it, it operates as a partial agonist. Um, a, a a bias partial agonist and it only operates on the G protein versus uh, full agonists like morphine based which which is uh, non bias and uh, they yeah they, they they light up the the whole the whole receptor. I think is happening is they're trying to they're trying to get a ban so they can create uh, alkaloids you know they can create synthetic alkaloids. Yeah. Uh, 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 so they can monopolize it because our government is just a total of big business in every every facet, not even just the medical fields, every facet. And our government should be full of the people, and it's just like an oligarchic, fascist government now. And I'm sorry if that doesn't align with everybody's political <laughs> philosophy, but that's just the way it is. It, it, it should, I mean, it should be, we should study as a collective people we should put our tax money into studying creative to get 
people off of opioids and heroin and to help people with their health. I mean, what, uh, it, it, what, that, that's what it should be. What can you what can you tell me about the the recent grant? Do you know anything about that? It was the University of Florida, I want to say, um, to study kratom. Do you know anything about that? It's at uh, McCurney's. No, McCurney's in Mississippi. No, I don't. I don't know anything about the recent grant. Yeah. I would like to study it, though, man. Yeah, it's uh, one school got like millions of dollars um, to study. Oh, cool. Yeah. What, uh, what is it? University of Florida. I think so. It was the it was through the same guys cool. the same guys that did uh, they they did testing on mice before, and they they found that one of the the alkaloids, the mitragyne, uh, they're like we we had to stand on our, our head in order to get these these mice to self uh, self medicate. Uh, oh but, yeah, I saw that study. Yeah, that was a great study. It was a great study. Yeah, I so, saw it, but I don't know much about it. But I hope yeah, great. Yeah, it's those, it's those same guys. That's um, Okay, so I, I think that just about just about does it. Do you want to uh, plug anything before we go? I just want to plug creativescience.com, man. I'm writing articles like uh, I try to get two a week on there, at least one a week. And um, creative stories coming up. Um, my, my, my friend Corinne uh, from... Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, she had a weird experience on Kratom that wasn't exactly positive. We post, usually we post positive experiences because it battles the mainstream media and negative experience, but she had like a positive or negative experience on her. But anyway, I'm probably gonna, um, I'm probably gonna interview her for uh, creativescience.com, but that's it, creativescienceblog.com. That's my that's my jam. That's what I do. That's what I do every week. That's what I'm paid to do. Nice. And I appreciate you so much, man. And uh, I, I, I appreciate you for doing that podcast, man. It's great. It's a great podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And You're welcome. And I, I hope to have you on again soon. It's great talking to you. And uh, yeah. yeah, man. We have, we have new things to talk about. I'll come back on. Cool, yeah, let's let's talk soon. I just wanted to give you guys a quick update about what's happening with me, Mass Herbal Market, um, and my business development. How's everything going? Uh, everything is kind of seems like, of course, taking. Uh, longer and more money than we anticipated, but we are still on a on a really good path and uh, was hoping to be up and going by end of month, end of April, um, uh, early May, uh, probably. But uh, it's getting really close to the launch, so uh, yeah, got uh, just some stuff back from the designer, and it really looks amazing. So we are still on schedule to be um, <clears throat> up and running fairly soon um if you are interested in purchasing kratom you are in boston i do offer local delivery to your door or uh, shipping nationwide to the legal states uh, for my most current uh, list of strains go to my kratom uh, uh, go to my twitter at boston kratom guy and that will give you my most update to the up-to-date list uh, I did have a question the other day regarding the specialty strains. Somebody asked me, they were like, what's up with the specialty strains? Are they stronger than other strains? 
And if you're not too familiar with the specialty strains, uh, right now I have Gold, Hulu, Cali, and Bentu Wong. Um, they are not, I wouldn't say they're any stronger than other strains, uh, than uh, many of the other favorites that are, that are strong, like the Mangdas or, uh, uh, Red Bali or Red Thai or Green Malaysian. Um, those are all my favorites and, uh, best sellers. But so as far as the specialty strains, they are, uh, Bentu Wong. Cali and Hulu are all region-based, all region-based names. So um, they're they're named after those specific regions in Indonesia. Uh, Bentu Wong is a dark red. Uh, gold is, I would say, is like a, a white red. Um, maybe even leaning a little towards green. And then Cali and Hulu are... Um, more uh, green. I would say uh, Cali might even be leaning a little towards white. So those are the deals. They just have a single name and uh, usually really good. They, they, those are all really good strains, but I don't know if I would say stronger than the others. Um, so yeah, mo most uh, up-to-date stream list. Uh, go see my Twitter. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please get in touch. If you uh, have a Kratom story to tell, also get in touch. I'd love to interview you, or maybe Brian from uh, Kratom Science can interview you for his uh, his Kratom stories. So, um, big thank you to Brian from Kratom Science for coming on and talking to me for so long. Uh, it was great to have him on, uh, and I really want to have him on again and uh, start having other guests. And again, thank you guys so much for listening, and a special thank you to uh, everyone local who's been uh, who's been purchasing to help support um, this endeavor. So, uh, till next time, peace.